Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Hello, Riverside Church. So good to have you with us on this Sunday. We pray that you've been having a blessed week. We've been praying for you and your families and thinking about you so much. We want you to stay connected with us. And before we get into the sermon today, if you will, you know we really feel like this is going to bless somebody today. So why don't you share this page, share this message on your Facebook to your personal page and let someone else get on. Um, If you're on YouTube right now, you can share it with a friend or a family member. Text someone, tell them, hey, join me for church. Pastor Bobby's fixing to give us a word. Today we're going to continue our series, Hope Reigns. And we're going to be touching on the mind. The mind is a very critical component in our spiritual life. The mind is where life happens. It's our perspective on things. It it affects our perspective and our view of everything we do in our life. And we're going to start reading from Ephesians chapter 4. So if you'll grab your Bibles or just look on the screen, and we're going to start reading from the New Living Translation, verse 21. And it says this, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I want you to think of those two words right there, thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Notice he talks about holiness and mentions that God is the holy one in our life. God is truly the righteous one. And he also said, so, you know, put on the new nature that's been created by God, so stop telling lies. Uh, Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Share what's right. And he also says, and and so, and, and don't, sin by letting anger control you in verse 26 don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are angry reconcile reconciliate with somebody God's given us the ministry of reconciliation that means that you go and ask for forgiveness and you mend things with someone he said never let a day go by don't let the sun go down in that condition because I promise you, when you're sleeping, the devil will have a heyday. Your mind will work and play tricks on you. For anger gives, verse 27, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Verse 28, if you're a thief, stop stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work, then give generously to those that are in need. Don't use foul language or foul abusive language either. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. Right now, more than any other time, our words mean something. Your family, he needs to hear words of encouragement. Words like, we're going to get through this. We're going to make it. This is going to pass. We're going to be better people after this is all over with. Now more than ever, people need to see you posting encouraging posts on Facebook. They need to see your text messages 
like your family need to see you texting them at times and instead of talking about a problem text them with the scripture text them with praying for you today a smiling face an emoji smiley face trust me goes a long ways just showing encouragement well the apostle paul begins to go through this he talks about everything from being angry to living a, a former lifestyle, to the words that come out of your mouth, to even how you use your hands. All of those issues there have to do with the mind. All of those things come from the heart. And if your heart isn't changed, you and I will never be changed. I really do believe that in this season, God wants to bring change to your life. He wants you to see things differently. I know that I see things differently right now. I know that my words to my family are very important right now. I know and understand that, that the words I give you are very important. What I share with you and what I say to you today will either encourage you or discourage you. But our goal is to encourage all of you and to build you up, to touch your faith if possible, to help you interact with the God who loves you, who died for you and gave his life for you. Today we're going to be talking about managing your mind. That has a lot to do with hope. If hope is going to reign in your life, your mind has to be under control of the Spirit of God. Why don't we pray together right now? Can we pray for this sermon and and pray for you and your family right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. Thank you for all of those that are here with us online, those that are watching us, those had, that have chosen, chosen to set their dial, God, if it were. Put us on their screen. Play us in a podcast. Go to our YouTube channel. Bless every one of them today. Let us feel the Spirit of God as I release this word. And we pray hope. We pray for healing for everyone whose family members are dealing with this virus that has the virus. We just call on the scriptures and the word of God and say, with your stripes we receive healing today. By your blood, God, we are redeemed. And we pray, God, that that virus would go and the, the immune system would rise up to fight this off, that there be no deaths, that there be no fear, that no worry would come into the hearts of the minds of every believer today. Right now, we'd make that declaration in Jesus' name. Bless this sermon. Bless this lesson in Jesus' name as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for praying with us. We miss you all so much. We do have a lot coming up uh, soon as well. We're doing a park and pray at DTAR Hospital. We're going to be going to DTAR. We called them already, got a number of their nurses that are on board and doctors, and we're going to be feeding them, and we're going to be parking outside the hospital, outside the COVID unit, and we're going to be praying for all of them. So stay tuned to us. Download the app if you don't have it. We'll send a notification out there give, to give you more details. I believe right now more than ever, God desires to change our minds more than our circumstance. I think it's right to say that God will take every problem and use it for something good, not just for himself, but for you. 
Not every problem was meant to destroy you, bring you down, or keep you down. In fact, that's impossible if you're a believer and you have Jesus in your life. Nothing and no one can put him down or restrict him in your life. But he said he came to give life and give it more abundantly. But that life is restricted by one thing, our thoughts. How we think, what we feel. The Apostle Paul said that he would wish that our mental mentality, our, our thinking, our thoughts, and our attitude would change. Attitude has a lot to do with it. Attitude and your thinking go hand in hand. So if God wants to change us, we have to open up our eyes and be, be vulnerable to him and say, here I am, Lord, what do I do? Well, let me give you one key and one thing you can do. You can give your mind over to things that are good. That's not one of our points. That's just a suggestion. I've learned throughout the years that whenever I feel down, I need to read something, uh, listen to something, and do something that's encouraging. What you read in this season, what you watch, what you listen to, has a lot to do how you respond to things. And especially in this moment where we're in isolation right now, where we're all right now being quarantined, your mind can wander. Your mind wants to wander. Your mind wants to go out and get away and, and not be tamed right now, but we must tame our mind. James said it like this in the book of James. No one's been able to tame the tongue because neither have men and have been able to do that because uh, we've seen animals tamed. We've seen all types of big beasts like the, the horse is what James said, that there's a bit in the horse's mouth and we turn the horse and it goes wherever we desire it to go. He's referring to the tongue but said no one's been able to tame it. But yet Jesus comes into the scripture and says that he can control the heart and by living there when we give him a space. The heart and the tongue are connected. And the reason why no one's been able to tame the heart, the tongue is because no one's been able to tame the heart. But when you read the Bible and you learn that you can give your heart to Jesus, that you can allow him to come into your life to do a work you'll start seeing things differently. You'll start responding differently. So we want God sometimes to take us out of all of our problems, all of our pain, sorrow, and suffering, sickness, and, and sadness. But I think God wants to work on us first before he does that. Anything I have ever been through in my life or any one of my family members have been through, I promise you, by the time it was over and God brought us out of it, we are better prayer warriors, if you will. We were better worshipers. We were better than we were before because we allowed our mind to be shaped, not by the problem, but by your promises that God's given to you, by a God who cares for you, by a God who loves you. So God wants to work on us first because transformation won't happen until our minds are renewed. Transformation can't occur you can't have a hopeful perspective in, on life. Hope won't reign until there's hope controlling your thought process, until you're able to see something in a different view, in a different fashion. 
And so why is it so important that you learn how to manage your mind? And I'm going to give you three thoughts today that's going to help you understand that clearly. Number one, thoughts control your life. Thoughts control your life. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your thoughts can have a tremendous ability to shape your life for good or for bad. For example, maybe you've accepted a thought someone told you when you were little. Maybe when you were little, God forbid, but maybe there may be somebody out there that may have been told at one time, you're not worth anything. You're too bad. <laughs> uh, you have problems that will never be fixed in your life. You won't amount to anything. I've seen parents say this to their kids sometimes. I've seen parents say things that shocked me and made me think if that child in that state because they're so vulnerable. When they grow up, they're going to have to deal with those haunting words in their life. You know what I love about reading the Bible? What I love about reading the Bible is that the author of the Bible is there with me. I can feel God when I read it. And I can feel him tell me when I read the scripture that all things work together for good. I can feel that reassurance when I read the word of God. When the word of God tells me that I've been bought by his blood, that I'm a son of God, I'm a child of the king, that I've been redeemed by that precious blood, there's a, there's a witness of hope that comes into my spirit, into my life, that tells me that I am somebody, that I am a child of God, not just a child of God, but a citizen of his kingdom, that I am worth something to him why because I realized that he died for me and he died for you too he didn't just go on the cross just to be there to pay for the for the sins of just a few he went on the cross to die for the sins of all of us and that's what gives us hope that's what I know in my mind you must choose every single day what thoughts you're going to allow in your mind because it's food. You ever heard the expression, this is food for thought? Well, literally, our thoughts are become our diet for our spirit man. And we have to learn how to take in the good things because point number two explains it like this. The mind is literally the battleground for sin. The mind is the battleground for sin in our life. All temptation happens in the mind. Paul said it like this in Romans chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. He said, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, as far as my new nature is concerned. But there is something else deep within me. My lower nature is what he said. That is at war with my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. He's saying there's something still there because in my mind, he says, I want to be God's willing servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. 
he's being honest and very transparent with the church at Rome. He's telling them, listen, um, you've seen me do all these miracles. You've seen me pray for others, but listen, I'm human just like you. I'm vulnerable to temptation. I still wrestle with some things. The thorn in his flesh, uh, remember the scripture when he talked about there's a thorn in my flesh and I prayed three times God would take it from me, but then God came back and said, my grace is sufficient for you. Most people think the thorn in his flesh was uh, an ailment, a sickness, or a disease. I, I think after reading that time and time again and listening to other uh, scholars mention this, that, that that thorn in his flesh was the memories of his past. I really do believe that. I mean, think about this just for a moment. The Apostle Paul had to face the grandchildren to those grandparents. I mean, the grandparents to those grandchildren he threw in jail. He had them killed. He took them into captivity. And the church that he persecuted were now the people that he was going to go and serve. And he had to look at every one of them in their face and talk about the love of God and the freedom that's in Christ while he was still vexed in his mind with what happened in the past. But this is where the blood of Jesus and the mercy of of God and the grace of God comes into play. That our past is no longer an issue. Our past is no longer greater than our, than our future and can never defeat us in our present unless we allow our minds to go there, unless we allow our minds to stay there and give up and not press forward. Today, today, right now, make up your mind that you're going to keep moving forward that no matter what happened yesterday or 10 years ago is no longer going to hold you captive because now you are a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like Caleb Slavic talked about on Wednesday. We are now a prisoner to Christ. One reason we get mentally fatigued is because there's a battle in our brain, a battle in our mind. That's what brings fatigue most of the time. It happens 24 hours a day. It's intense. It's not a light thing. The body does not know the difference between reality and fiction when it comes to the mind. That's what makes the mind so powerful. Because you can generate feelings. We can generate fear. We can generate worry. We can imagine something in our minds. Not see it, but imagine it. And the body will respond, and it causes anxiety. It causes tension. If we allow the mind to not be under control by the Spirit of God, it's intense because your mind is your greatest asset. Satan wants your greatest asset. But here's the deal. Jesus died so you can be free and the devil can't touch anything that belongs to God without his permission and without you giving him permission because the one that you think and fear of so much that the one that we think is our greatest enemy is not the devil it's the person that we look at in the mirror every single day it's you who allow yourself and allow ourselves to go into this place of depression and sadness 
during this time and feeling hopeless. That's not the truth. The truth is this, like the Apostle Paul said, stop believing a lie and start telling the truth. The truth is Jesus came to set you free, and he who the Son has set free is free indeed. It's completely set free from the law of sin, from past the past uh, experiences, or whatever we've ever experienced that has to do with your depression and your sadness and your worry has been done away with at Calvary. That's the good news. That is emphatically what the Bible says to us. A hope, a hope not being ashamed, rightly dividing God's truth. And here's a third point for today, and the last point is this. The mind is also the battlefield for hope. The mind is also the battlefield for hope. An unmanaged mind leads to tension. A managed mind leads to tranquility and peace and rest. An unmanaged mind leads to conflict. A managed mind leads to confidence that you have in Christ. When we don't control our thinking, the way you direct your thoughts, you and I experience an enormous amount of stress in our life. We just do because we start creating images. We start thinking a certain way. We start feeling a certain way because your thoughts produce feelings. But a managed mind, when you steward your thinking, it leads to strength, security, and serenity because we are stewards of what God has given us. Did you know that? That's why we call Jesus Lord of all is because he is the Lord of all things. We are nothing more, nothing less than stewards of God's blessings and stewards of our bodies and our mind and our thinking because we belong to him. He is the God of all flesh. We belong to him. We've been purchased by his blood. So what I am doing right now, I am trying to manage my thinking, my actions, what I do with my hands, what I say and that comes out of my mouth. Why? Because the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and life and death is in the power of the tongue. And whatever we say, we're going to eat the fruit of our harvest. We're going we're to have to eat those words. We're going to have to digest them back one day because our words will come back to us. It's so important. It's so important to train it. Speaking of training, we recently I went on a bike ride and I we rescued a little puppy, little puppy dog, and we brought it home. And it wasn't a house dog because that little puppy was peeing everywhere. Now we've got a dog already. We have little Mason with us. Some of you know who Mason is. Mason is Instagram famous. Probably more, he has more followers than I do. But Mason didn't like the fact that another dog was coming into the house. Mason's trained. Mason has been potty trained. Mason knows what to eat, uh, when to eat. He has his little spots around the house. He likes to rest here. He likes to go over in certain places to relax and lay down. But this new dog came into the house and wrecked his world. I mean, totally just wrecked him. 
He went in his spot. The new dog started eating out of his bowl, drinking from his bowl. The new dog was jumping all over him, wanting to play. Mason doesn't want to play. This dog just wants to sit down and relax, laid back. This other dog, totally opposite. We've had the, the puppy for probably about two days already, and we've already started training it, looking for the owner and putting things out there on Facebook. Some of you saw that. But it's the funniest thing to see Mason, our other dog, become frustrated because this dog is totally violating all of his privacy, frustrating him. In fact, he's becoming more nervous. Now they just started playing. Things are getting better. But um, I think that's a lot like us and our nature. How many times has our old nature come into our, our prayer life? How many times has our old nature come into our thought life and just mess things up. Have you ever wondered sometimes that, you know, we think we surprise God when we mess up or make a mistake, but God saw our thoughts way far off. The scripture says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. God saw what we were fixing to do before we messed up, made a mistake. And then we try to go to God and talk to him like it was a big surprise. It wasn't a big surprise to God. God wants us to know, hey, just come to me, get over it, because I've already been hung for it. I've already given my life for you. I knew what you were before you came to me and tried to get saved and try to live this different life. Every once in a while, this old flesh is going to come in and mess you up, but you're going to have to be strong enough to believe the truth, and the truth will set you free. Stop believing a lie. Stop believing by the past, but live in hope of a future, a bright future, because Jesus loves you so much. That's the point today. Don't allow your untrained mind to keep going down a path that's causing you to become wrecked in some of your decisions. But allow yourself to become free by allowing your mind to absorb God's word, to feel his presence every day, to be guided and directed by him alone. Let me give you a scripture, the last scripture. Haley, come on. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says this. It says, Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And that's what we want, peace and life, abundance, an abundant life. The key to having that is to having a controlled mind, allowing your mind to to, 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 to allow your mind to just take in the Word of God. The Word of God is so powerful. When you read your Bible, make it personal. Make it reality to you. And then exercise your thoughts by prayer. And go to the author of that Bible. Go to the author and you'll feel that he'll meet you there. When you pray, he will answer you. With your consistency, he won't let you down. He'll be there for you. He loves you. He cares for you. He died for you. Hope reigns. Hope will always be in the center of your heart when you tame your thoughts with the right thinking. There's reports coming almost every week. There's... Fear people are feeling about 
this virus still uh, with your children. You're concerned about them catching something. We're concerned about the economy right now. In every area of our life, in our emotions, in our economy, in our well-being, in our physical well-being, in our economy, everywhere, everywhere, God is in full control of it as long as we give it to him right here. God sees your thoughts, and your thoughts do matter. God honors faith. Faith is generated in your thinking. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It doesn't mean it has to be there, but in your mind you see it because you know that God would never fail you. When you trust God, God will prove himself. Right now, our prayer today is this, that you would come to God with the right mind, that you would come to God, even if your mind isn't straight the way it needs to be, that you would ask him to inhabit your thoughts. Let the, let the meditations of your heart, like David said, and the words of your mouth be acceptable to him. Can we do that right now? Can we just pray together? Can we pray together that God would just come and inhabit our thoughts? And that this week, starting tomorrow, starting right now, we can just allow our thoughts to become his thoughts, our ways to become his ways. And then we're going to start seeing things with a different perspective. And we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. We'll start seeing a future that's brighter than our past. Father, in Jesus' name, today, everyone that's watching us, everyone that's listening to us right now, we pray that their minds would just be captivated by the love of God, by the Word of God, by your presence today. Today, we make a declaration that our thoughts belong to you. We want to meditate on you. We want to put you in the forefront of our actions in our life. Today, right now, for every believer online right now, touch, touch their minds, touch their hearts. For anyone dealing with depression, sadness, and worry right now, we pray that off of them now in their life for it to leave. All worriness, all weariness, all all torment, everything, go. Go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today, right now, right now, right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. And if you're watching right now and you've not given your life to Jesus, we want to pray with you that you can do that. You have a hope in Jesus Christ. He's not just a story. He lives and he reigns. He's not just a figment of your imagination. He's not a story you heard when you were a child. And he didn't stay in your childhood. But he's with you right now if you believe. If you need to give your life to him and you want to give your life to him, we want you to pray this prayer with us right now. Father, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, God, for all of our ways. Forgive us for thinking the thoughts we've ever thought that were contrary to your word and to your person. God, we thank you for forgiving us of all of our sins today. Come into our life. Come into our hearts. I choose to give my life to you today. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Now just love on him for a moment. That's the first step you take. 
It's called repentance. In your own words, you can pray prayer. But when you give your life to the Lord, he'll draw near to you. And he has so much more for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God has so much more for you. We would love for you, if you want to be water baptized, go to our website, uh, go to the app, sign up there, and we'll be happy. We've had people signing up for water baptism this week already. We want you to sign up if you want to be water baptized. We'll find a time to do it for you. And God has so much more. God has so much more for you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Stay connected with us and have a blessed week. We love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.